There never seems to be a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports, whether it's on the gridiron. The end zone is a Minnesota touchdown. On the court. Title number four for the Minnesota Lynch dynasty. On the ice. With a shot, he scores! Or on the diamond. Safe at the plate and the Twins have just scored twice. There's always something to chat about. Whatever people think about that and however they value that, let it be. If you're looking for fun, informal discussion on all things Minnesota sports, you found it right here. Presenting Minnesota Sports Chat. And now, your host, Ross Brendel. This is edition number 115 of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat. You know by now it is award-winning if only in my own mind. KSTP Channel 5's Darren Doogie Wolfson in just moments. We'll focus primarily Twins and Timberwolves with him, but I'm sure we'll hop into some other topics. But first, my obligatory begging. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast in the Minnesota Sports Chat feed, wherever it is that you get your podcast. Download each podcast and please rate and review. Those are just some simple, easy, and fast ways you can help me spread the word about Minnesota Sports Chat. And if you're listening in the Score North Taxi Squad feed, welcome to my general irreverence and random commentary. Speaking of random commentary, Darren Doogie Wolfson, how are you? I'm doing okay, Ross. It's always award-winning. As long as you are introducing me, welcoming me into this Taj Mahal of podcast studios, in my mind, maybe it's me just feeding my own enormous ego, but if you're having me on, Ross, I think it's worthy of some sort of award. Well, let's get it done. I've even joked that maybe in this building we need to create some sort of podcast awards and hand them out to people in which I could sway the jury and I could give myself one. Uh, As you say, wonderful studio, I can only hear you in one ear. So if you just want to talk and project really loudly and enunciate and then just make sure you're... That goes without saying, (laughs) Ross. Make sure you're not being blocked by the microphone that's right in front of us, too, yeah, so and I can... I'm, like, in this low-rider chair. <laughs> I think you're like sitting... Like, not in... by design am I sitting this low? So I don't know who normally sits here. I can tell Is you. Is this Such? It's Such, yeah. You're sitting in Joe Sutre's chair. Don't mess with it, or I might not ever be allowed <laughs> back in this studio. Okay, Dukes, I mentioned in the outset, Twins and Timberwolves primarily. Maybe we'll get to some other topics, and I'm going to hit you up with some new five filler questions at the end. So as we record, Doogie, the Timberwolves, excuse me, the Minnesota Twins currently in first place. Great. Off to a great start. I would submit to you, though, this roster probably not capable of going deep into the playoffs, primarily because I still view the starting pitching to be a little bit lacking, although they're not entirely healthy, and I believe the bullpen to be a huge issue Outside of my guy, Duran Duran. So as we sit here in mid-June, I'm assuming, I'm really hoping you're going to tell me that you've been doing your due diligence with the Minnesota Twins and that Falveen has started to do their due diligence on players that may or may not be available between now and I believe August 2nd, August 3rd trade deadline. It is August 2nd, so a couple days later than normal. Ross, here is your up-to-date information. So I did my normal Tuesday appearance 
with Judd Zolgad on Score North earlier today. We recorded at noon. I am sitting here in the Taj Mahal of Podcast Studios with you at 3.50. So this is news I gathered in the last three hours. This is your up-to-date information. There is a logical starting pitcher. I will just say this much. National League team. Very logical. You would say, the Twins need to have some dialogue with this team for this pitcher. Well, guess what? As of in the last here, I can give you the exact time. Am I allowed to guess and you can confirm nor deny? Well, how many sellers are in the National League? You I'm can fi- probably whittle it down. <laughs> I am not going to reveal the team quite yet. Okay. It won't be on this podcast. But okay. I did give you the clue. National League. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess he plays in a warm weather city. Twelve 31 p.m. So it was literally as I was wrapping up with Judd, but did not check my phone. Rookie mistake, even though I've been doing this for far too long. Many people's minds way too long. <laughs> you're, you're the best. I'm way Andy. outdated, right? You're the Time best. to move on. 25 plus years of Dukes in the Twin Cities media. We've had enough. Uncle Mercy, get this man off the airwaves. Get him off Channel 5. Not going to happen. I've had enough. Right, but I did not check my phone. Rookie mistake as I'm recording with Judd, the scoop. Like, this would be legit scoop information, okay? And this high-ranking official of the unnamed National League team told me he has not had any dialogue with the Twins about one of his guys. Ugh. Actually, all of his guys, frankly. Okay, um, there's two schools of thought here. One, it could just be that they're simply not interested in said player or any of these players. Or B, or I guess two, since I said two schools of thought, is it still a tad bit too early? I would say no, because I think if you're... So I'm going to go in the way back machine. Remember when the Brewers went out and got CC Sabathia? They knew they were just renting him, but they went out and they set the market and they knew what they wanted, so they made sure they could get him. I view the Minnesota Twins to be in a very similar spot right now. Maybe the Twins don't believe they can win the World Series. Maybe they can't. But I also know if you are going to get to the playoffs and you haven't won a playoff game since I was in high school over 18 years ago, if I'm doing the math correct, I think you owe it to your fans to try and win a playoff game, try and win a playoff series, and who knows what could happen. And I'll even throw Royce Lewis's name out there. I I don't wish anything that's happened to him in the last few years upon him or anybody else. But I would say this, he is the exact reason to me why you should never be afraid to trade a prospect for a player that you think can help you win now, even if it is for two months or a year and two months. We are on the same page on that one, Ross. I don't remember the specific year. But I recall Terry Ryan, who left me a voicemail oh, the other day. I need to call him back. Don't He's now officially retired. So I'm trying to catch up with Terry. I merely asked Terry if he just, he had like 10 minutes. Can I come over to your house? He lives in the South Metro. Terry, I'll come to you. You don't need to come to me at Channel 5. I'll come to you. There's a story to be told there. That he finally, after all these years, now he had some free time after the Twins fired him. But he's been working for like four decades in baseball. He's finally retired. He's no longer on the Phillies' payroll. All right? So I said, Terry, like 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes. I just want to do a quick interview. He declined. Didn't want to do anything on camera. But he left me a nice voicemail. But I recall a number of years ago, T. 
Terry Ryan was reluctant to part with a couple prospects, and and I, I wish I remember the gosh darn name. Is this Soriano? No, it was for Cliff Lee. Okay. The starting pitcher, Cliff Lee. Yep. Now, did he end up in Seattle, or was he with Seattle? Could it have been Texas that year that he got traded to? I don't remember. Yeah, you'll have to Google the year that Cliff Is Lee Matt was. Garza? Do we not want to give up Matt Garza? No, I don't believe it was Garza. Heck, was Aaron Hicks maybe in that conversation? Shoot, Ross. This is how I you know we're getting old. We yeah, can't well, remember. Yeah, trust me. 42 years old now. Stop reminding me. And I have a pretty good memory overall, but I can't recall those specific details. But I do remember the headline of the Twins being reluctant to part with a couple prospects. And, heck, if Aaron Hicks was one of them, Aaron Hicks has turned out to be a pretty good player. But, like, you have to pull the trigger at some point, right? So, yes, let's fast forward now to this year. Different regime, but same general idea that if we are talking, Ross, if you welcome me back, right, maybe by August 3rd, you've won a number of awards. You don't need me anymore. I love how you make it seem like it's a welcome invitation. Can we just, can you let it out there that this was begging you? This was weeks in the making because you're so dang busy. Well, because of baseball, though. How weak are these kids these days, Ross? I just got a text. No baseball tonight. too hot out. It's a practice night, not a game night, so I'm in the office a little bit later. But yeah, apparently it's too hot out, so no practice tonight. I think you were Come thinking on. of 2010 where it looks like Cliff Lee split time between the Seattle Mariners and the Texas Rangers. So you were right. So he was in Seattle. I couldn't remember if he got dealt to Seattle or he was in Seattle, but you were correct, right? So the Texas Rangers won those sweepstakes. The Twins certainly had dialogue with Seattle, but in the end, Terry Ryan would not part with certain prospects. Now I'm wondering, was it Bill Smith, not Terry Ryan? Oh boy. Now you're really messing with my brain, Ross. Point is, the Twins' general manager, whether it was Terry or Bill, if you would like to help me, Ross, because I can go on and on here, you can do another quick Google, find out who the Twins' general manager was that particular year. I wish I could remember. I think that may have still been Terry Ryan in 2011. Well, no, you said it was 2010, right? So it would have been, what, July 30th or July 31st of 2010, Cliff Lee dealt Seattle to Texas. So who was the Twins general manager, trade deadline, 2010? think it was Terry. But gosh darn, when did Bill take over? Just Google the day that Bill Smith took over as GM. Bill Smith, by the way, small world, neighbors with my colleague, my guy, Joe Schmidt. Really? Yeah. Hey, yeah, I can, so they're good buddies. But anyway. I can pass this to you or I can just tell you. Yeah, well, Bill, go ahead and Bill tell Smith, me. Yeah, verbalize two, it. Bill Smith, 2008 through 2011. So okay, that, so that, Bill Smith was in charge, not Terry Ryan. So I went on and on about Terry, and Terry actually had nothing to no, do with this No, right? but here's the one where I think Terry dropped Although, the was ball. Terry, Terry was could, he brought back as a consultant at one point? Well, he just came back to be the GM. But was he still involved in some capacity? But okay, but Bill Smith was the GM. I love how disorganized we are in this one. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the beauty of... That's the beauty of pods. We're recording this as if it's live, right? I mean, Correct. I get it. You're recording it. You'll post it in a few hours. There may be some post-production. Oh, there'll be no But the editing. idea is this is essentially live, <laughs> as if we were live Correct. over the airwaves, right? So there are times as you're talking live, you can't recall something specifically. That is called life, Ross. That's but called anyway, a recall, too. I'm bad at it. Really bad at yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I'm. trust me. I'm actually okay <laughs> at it at times, but I fail miserably other times. But the point is, 
If you welcome me back August 3rd or August 4th, and I'm telling you, you may not need me at that point. You may not be desperate enough to invite (laughs) me back. But if you need me back on this podcast August 3rd or August 4th, and we are talking about Derek Falvey and Thad Levine trying to make a big move but not executing said big move, we will destroy them. Or at least I'll speak for myself. I will destroy them. Now is the time to go all in. We don't know if Carlos Correa will be here next year. This roster, I'm with you, as currently constructed, is good enough to make the playoffs. It helps that they play in the worst division in baseball. Yeah. But that's not their fault. They have nothing to apologize for in that regard. If you look at their schedule for the next month, how many games against teams above 500? It's only Cleveland. Really, look at the schedule for the next month right right now. All right, now, Arizona is okay, plucky at times. Seattle may give the Twins a headache or two these next two games. But point is, you look at the schedule for the next month, incredibly favorable. I like their chances a lot. Every metric out there likes the Twins' chances a lot to make the playoffs. I don't know right now if it's 65% chance, 70% chance, you know, but they're in a great position to make the postseason. But yeah, the idea is it's time to end this 18 game playoff losing streak. You're right, 04. Right? They actually won a game against the Yankees. I believe it yeah. was game one. Two years in a row, they won game one yeah, against the Yankees. Yeah, then they lost the next three. So, speaking of recall, how about that? I nailed that recall, right? <laughs> the 04 playoffs. Twins lose two Yankees, three games, two, one, best of five. Twins win game one, lose games two, three, and four, make the playoffs again in 06. Remember 06? This is just me racking my brain, proving to myself that I have some recall. Remember the 06 season? Started off crappy, 25 and 32, 33, mid May. Finished the season 71 and 33. And I think, is this the year that Morneau flat out admits, and he said it on TV broadcast a few times, didn't he quit drinking? Wasn't this the year they told him to basically sober up Well, in 06? Yeah, I don't recall that. I will defer to you on that. (laughs) But yeah, I do remember being in the clubhouse that Sunday circumstances they win their game somebody lost might have been the royals and it was an epic celebration it was an over-the-top celebration the celebration was as if they had just won the world series then they had to get ready for like a day game was it that next day that monday or that tuesday it was a very quick turnaround for game one against oakland at the metrodome oakland kicks their butt tory hunter dove for a ball got by him right they end up losing Three games to zero, and on and on and on, the losing streak. It's hard to fathom losing 18 consecutive games, right? In this case, postseason games. Like, just the randomness of baseball, you would think you'd find a way to win somewhere along the way. 18 is just hard to wrap your arms around. So, this is the opportunity. Go all in. Now, it may be easier said than done because you look at the Twins' prospects. Is Austin Martin, is he wowing anybody right now at AA Wichita? The answer is no. no. Who really in the twin system is wowing you? Emmanuel Rodriguez, highly touted outfield prospect at Fort Myers. They signed him as an international prospect free agent in 18 or 19. He is atop the stats, Florida State League, and in a bunch of different offensive categories. Right? He would have some appeal. Guess what? Unfortunately, torn meniscus, he is now out multiple months. He will undergo some sort of surgery 
in the near future. Matt Canarino, somewhat tempting, although he's 24 and a half years old. So he's not young, but good pitching prospect at AA Wichita. He is shut down right now. Should be back in about a week or two. They don't think this is a long-term injury, but it's the same issue, an elbow issue, that he dealt with last year. So I'm guessing there would be some apprehension. If you're the Oakland A's, you're trading Frankie Montes, right? There has to be some apprehension if you're acquiring Matt Canarino. My point is, you start looking at the Twins pieces that would make sense to send to a team. Like, how are you completing a deal? Because, okay, Oakland puts Frankie Montes on the table. And I'm convinced Oakland is trading him before August 2nd that they will sell as high as possible. The idea is, okay, they needed to keep somebody, right, after trading Chapman and Olsen and Bassett to New York. They needed to keep somebody, right, even though they're not drawing anybody. But now we know the Oakland A's stink this year. Not a shock after they dismantled (laughs) the roster, but they stink. But they decided to keep Frankie Montes into opening day. But now that we know the A's can't compete this year, they will sell high on Montes. He is signed through next year or under team control through next year. I imagine arbitration eligible, so you still need to sign him to a 2023 contract. But you have control. If you're a team, you have control of Montes through next year. So the idea would be if you're the A's, you sell high right now because the acquiring team then has him for two pennant races, for potentially two October runs into the postseason. So I think Frankie Montes is going somewhere by August 2nd. But guess what? Go down the list of teams that could use a starting pitcher. It's pretty lengthy. It really is. Heck, I just saw the Blue Jays. Ryu is out for the year. By the way, I remember back in 19, the Twins were reluctant to give him four years. He got four and 80 from Toronto. The Twins would not go to a fourth year. I believe this is year three of the contractor. Is this maybe year four? Yeah, it was winter of 19. Recall, how about that, Ross? And so 20, 21, 22, this is year three. The Twins were willing to go to three years on Ryu, but now he is out for the year. So Toronto, it may look like could be in the market for a starting pitcher. I'm just saying go up and down the list of teams that could use a starting pitcher. How will the Twins beat out those teams to land Somebody like Frankie Montes. That, to me, is the issue. Well, here's what I would tell you. I understand that issue, and I don't exactly know 100% what the answer is. But I know how this has played out regime after regime after regime after regime into the current regime. The moment the top player goes or somewhere near the top player goes, the Twins will wipe their hands clean and say, that's too rich for our blood when they see the comparative deal that went down. That's why I'm a strong advocate You make the deal that you're comfortable with. You go out and do it first. That way you don't get priced out of the market. Set the market versus being priced out of the market. I'll give you a good example of that. I know a Twins official that had that same line of thinking before the lockout to go and sign a starting pitcher. Now, it turned out it would have been Eduardo Rodriguez. It wasn't Dylan Bundy, was it? No, it wasn't Dylan Bundy, no. No. Although, would you believe I'm guilty as charged? There's an air check of me on Channel 5 after about three or four Dylan Bundy starts. Just wondering aloud if we started to have to think about that $10 million option for 2023. <laughs> that he had gotten off to such a good start. They fixed I actually him. wondered aloud, <laughs> do we have to start thinking about the $10 million 2023 option? No, we don't need to be thinking about Dylan Bundy on the Twins next year. 
for $10 million. But no, it was Eduardo Rodriguez who ended up going to Detroit. And now he's gone. I don't know what's going on. He's on a leave for personal reasons. So something's going on there with Eduardo Rodriguez. COVID bit him pretty good. But, like, Detroit gave him, what, 575, 578, 580? I just know a Twins official who opined to me saying maybe we should have made that offer. Maybe we should have set the market on one of these guys. And for him, it would have been Rodriguez. Now, my sense is the Twins didn't get far down the road on anything with Eduardo Rodriguez. But he just opined to me that, hey, it sure would have been nice if we had pursued Eduardo Rodriguez a bit stronger. Why can't we be the aggressor? So that speaks to what you're laying out. I'm just saying, though, if it's August 3rd and they've only acquired, let's say, one reliever, and not from an off-the-field standpoint, just maybe an on-the-field standpoint, like somebody like Sam Dyson. That's the only move they make. Remember Dyson brought in a couple years ago? Yeah, and then he strangled Snuckles. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, he's a maniac. And he's (laughs) rightfully no longer a part of professional they're, baseball. They're going to bring back Sergio Romo. I can see that coming from well, a Well, Judd brought away. up that example earlier today. Did That's he? funny you say that. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, Judd goes, yeah, watch them bring back Sergio Romo, who, for the record, the Twins actually did not pursue in free agency. They did not have any interest in bringing back Sergio back, I think he signed right after the lockout ended, right? So he signed in March, I believe, with Seattle. He was not a pre-lockout signing. I believe he was post-lockout. But nonetheless, the Twins uh, did not engage Romo's representation about him being a part of the 2022 bullpen. But yeah, I suppose it could be somebody of of that ilk. If that's the only move they make, it's not enough. It's just not. They need more. To me, they need to bring in at least one reliever and at least one starter. Scoop me this before we talk a little D'Angelo Russell and Minnesota Timberwolves basketball I was driving down the road listening to the Twins Radio Network. It was the Tiger Series, so a couple weekends ago, I think. And I had never heard this, and I'm even wondering if I misheard it, but I I know you would know. Corey Provis mentioned that our guy Carlos Correa may have been offered a 10-year contract by the Tigers, and he turned it down this offseason. Is that common knowledge? Have you heard that? Did I hear that wrong? I don't think... It's common knowledge. No, you did not hear that wrong. Okay. That scuttlebutt has been out there. I okay. can't confirm that. I've heard the same chatter, though, that early on. Now, they gave Baez a bunch of money. Yes, so yeah. And that's the story they that they then shifted to Baez when Correa said A big said middle no. infielder, right? It just happened to not beat Correa, but it makes complete sense. A.J. Hinch has a history with Carlos Correa. The Tigers manager managed Carlos in Houston. A.J. How? Hinch has the book on Correa, and that book is very, very solid. Heck, Correa has been really good this year when he's been on the field. Correct. Unfortunately, COVID bit him. He was out for, you know, double-digit days, and he the got hit on the finger, injury. and he was out for double-digit days. When he's been on the field, he has been really, really good. So, yes, do I believe the Tigers made him a strong offer? Can't speak to 10 years. Don't know the exact monetary figure. But do I believe the Tigers offered him a very nice contract before signing Javier Baez? 100%. How does he turn that down? If it truly was 10 years, it has to be worth a fair amount of money, and he would have to have known in years 7, 8, 9, and 10, I might look a little bit, and maybe not you know, physically, but I might play a little bit like Miguel Cabrera does. Very limited. Can't do as much as I used to. Who says no to a 10-year deal for basically three one-year deals? Well... 
I can't wrap my head around that, which in a roundabout way leads me to believe Dukes, especially the way we've gone now almost halfway through the season. I really do think Carlos Correa is coming back next year, either at the deal that he opts into or the Twins will work out something. I I think the odds are very high that Correa is back here next year. Very Boss, high. I can't fathom a situation where he is back at $35.1 million on the opt-in, on the 2023 contract as currently constructed. Could he be back with the Twins ripping up the current contract? Then offering him seven years, eight years, nine years, maybe 10 years at big money? Maybe. I take him at face value. Now, journalism 101, why is this person lying to me? But in this instance, I take Carlos at face value, that he really likes it here. His wife likes it here. Well, they love the Juicy Lucy. The twins, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Don't placate me, Carlos. I love that he shows up and starts talking about that. Don't placate me. The twins are loving this marriage with Carlos Correa. In an ideal world, Carlos opts in to the current contract for 2023. Then he opts into the current contract for 2024. So the Twins would have him for $35.1 million next year. Then $35.1 million in 2024. I just can't fathom a situation where that actually happens. The day he signed, I always thought he was opting out after this year. Then when he opts out, then, okay... You try to sign him. I think it'll even happen before then. I don't think it's happened quite yet, but you engage his representation in a long-term deal. Now, remember, his representation did the Corey Seager deal in Texas, 10 years, $325 million. Francisco Lindor got 10 for 341 with the Mets. So if you're Carlos Correa, you're probably looking at it and saying, whoa, Seager oh, got that in Texas? Okay, but Lindor what- got that in New York? I'm as good, if not better, than those guys. I need that money. Okay, but where's my thinking wrong here? If he if he could have got that money, he would have got it heading into this year. Why would he think, now one year older, that he will get that money? Especially when, let's be honest, Doogie, he really hasn't... Again, it's half the season, less than half the season. He hasn't been on a field. He hasn't been on the field a ton. So what I'm saying is, to me, it's a math game. If he didn't get those offers that he liked last year, last offseason, why would he think at a year older he's going to get those seven, eight, nine, ten year offers at the amount of money that he wants? I don't see it. That's why he's here now. Well, and look at the other shortstops that are free agents this winter. Trey Turner. Bogarts in Boston, right? Like, you might prefer Turner or Bogarts, right? Like, it's not a foregone conclusion. Give me Carlos Correa over those guys. Now, the Platinum Gold Glove winner and youth. I mean, there's a lot of positives about Correa. If you told me, like, you can only have one of those three, and I love Trey Turner. Like, I might be tempted to give Trey Turner the big money, not Correa. But the fact that Correa really likes it here, there's already familiarity. Like, I could go along that route and say, okay. How's Correa feel about Correa second works. base? Because eventually Royce Lewis is going to have to play, too, if he stays healthy. Yeah, but I think there's some position flexibility there. Don't forget, Royce played until his senior year in high school. He was a third baseman. Played a lot of third base. He can play third base. 100%. Royce Lewis can play third base. We'll never see Miguel Sano in a Twins uniform again, correct? Oh, I don't know about that. I'm going to get Ugh. an update on him in the next day or two. He's progressing okay with the knee. 
should be ready for a rehab assignment in the next 10 to 14 to 18-ish days. I heard that rehab assignment, though, could take 90 days, 120 days. I still think he can help you against lefties. I still think there's a spot. I'm not suggesting he's in the lineup every day, but I think you can play him against lefty starters. So I should have an update in the next day or two on on Miguel. On Correa, I mean, is he looking at it, his representation looking at it from the standpoint of the game seemingly is healthier now than it was a year ago. Now that we have the new collective bargaining agreement, things have been ironed out. You're looking at the next handful of years, national TV money. Now Apple TV has a deal with Major League Baseball. Don't get I'm me started on Apple I'm playing TV. devil's advocate. Trust me. There may be a lot of regret there on turning down whatever Detroit was offering. Trust me. I could buy that notion. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Okay. But whether it's here or elsewhere, he's going to get a nice contract. The question is, what will it be? If you're the Twins, you know, could you somehow convince him to go less term but higher average annual value, something like five years, $200 million. So you're paying him a ton of money, but he doesn't have that long-term security. But five years is better than the two years, right, 23 and 24. Yep. Could you do something like that? I would say if you overpay for the you overpay on the money but get less years, I think that's good for everybody. Well, then that, that's how like I feel. Five two hundred? Yeah. Is that nuts? It's not my money. I would do it. Absolutely, absolutely, I would do it. I don't think it's nuts at all. Well, I mean, if you look at the commitments the Twins have for the next handful of years, they're not a lot. No, no, I mean, they have financial flexibility. I'm positive of this, Ross. Before we transition to the Wolves, yeah, I'm positive of this. The Twins are going to engage. Carlos's representation, if they haven't already, on a long-term deal. That the Twins would like to keep him here, but are also realistic about the situation that 99% probability, you know, unless he suffers some sort of catastrophic injury, right? Let's say he rips up his knee tonight in Seattle. God forbid, right? But rips up his knee tonight in Seattle, and it's a 9- to 12-month rehab. Okay, that changes the dynamic. But presuming health, presuming he continues at the rate he's at, and I'm telling you, look at the numbers. The numbers are really good. And remember, he struggled those first couple weeks, so he's really rebounded since mid-April. The numbers are rock solid, defensively, offensively. Not to mention the influence in the clubhouse, which I think matters a lot. Matters. You know, in that sport, when you're in the clubhouse so often, you're there every day, you know, just baseball is such a grind. Like, having good chemistry does matter. Carlos has something to do with that. I'm just telling you, the Twins are going to try and make a long-term marriage happen. I'll leave it at that. We talked a ton of Twins baseball right there, so give me just very quickly your sense on what's going on with the Minnesota Timberwolves and D'Angelo Russell. And if you need to take a sip of that iced coffee, I can tap dance a little bit. I saw you reach for it. You don't think I'm capable of multitasking <laughs> that I can't talk and take a quick sip of my iced coffee? Come on, Ross. What do we know ab- about D'Lo and percent chance you think he's he's moved? And, and do you can you even with Connolly being so new, can you even formulate massive opinions on that? Well, I can formulate takes based on what league personnel are telling me. So I reported last week on Score North 
that the Washington Wizards, a logical landing spot for some guard this summer, maybe it's Colin Sexton, maybe it's Malcolm Brogdon, maybe it's somebody else, but I'm told it will not be D'Angelo Russell, that the Washington Wizards are not interested in acquiring D'Angelo Russell. I checked with another team that I think you could make a case could use a lead guard. And I was told this was something I checked on yesterday based on Kevin O'Connor's report from the ringer that the Wolves, quote, are shopping D'Angelo Russell. I ran it by this league executive front office of a team that you can make a case could use a lead guard. He told me, no, I don't have any indication that the Wolves are, quote, shopping D'Angelo Russell. I think we need to fix it on that word, shopping, that report, shopping. I don't necessarily think they are shopping him, but I don't think Kevin O'Connor is way off base. Do I think he is available? 100%. Did I say oh, Kevin O'Connell? Or Matt, well, did I? Maybe, what, I don't know. What did I call it him? It would be very easy to mix that up, right? It's Kevin gonna... O'Connell, Kevin O'Connor <laughs> writes for the ringer, Bill Simmons' outlet. He's covered the NBA for yeah, a while. Yeah. He's been spot on on many things. And I'm telling you, I don't think he's way off base on this, but he had a uh, mock draft the other day. He covers the draft, right? You go to the Ringer website. So he's got a little blurb about the Timberwolves at pick 19, the draft nine days away. The Wolves have picks 19, 40, 48, 50. Fun times around here right now with the draft, fast approaching. So he's got this new mock draft, and in the write-up at the Wolves with pick 19, his first sense because he had the Wolves taking Ty Ty Washington, point guard out of the University of Kentucky, who the Gophers at one point tried to get in the mix on. He actually played for my buddy Pete Caffey. He used to train Rashad Vaughn, small world. Pete Caffey used to coach over at Robbinsdale Cooper High School. He now runs a prep school on the West Coast. So Ty Ty Washington was, was with my guy Pete Caffey. But anyway, Ty Ty ends up at Kentucky. He's going to be a first-round pick in nine days. Kevin O'Connor in his mock has the Wolves taking point guard. Ty Ty Washington. Now, I'm not quite sure they will take him. He is not scheduled as of now to come in for a workout. Not that that matters, but... The Wolves have brought in a number of first-round prospects for workouts. As of now, Ty Ty is not one of those guys that is coming to town, not only for a workout, but it's a medical checkup. It's an interview, right? So those visits are a relatively big deal. So to me, I read between the lines if a guy is not coming to town for a, vis- for a visit, it's entirely possible the Wolves draft somebody that didn't come to town for a visit. But I just think it's more likely they draft somebody that does come to town for a visit. But anyway, Kevin wrote, You know, under his blurb, the Wolves take Ty Ty Washington, that the Wolves are, quote, shopping D'Angelo Russell. And I'm just telling you, Ross, I just don't have that indication that they are shopping him. That is KSTP Channel 5's Darren Doogie Wolfson, also from the Scoop podcast, available wherever you get your podcast, part of Score North. Doogie, sit tight because we're going to ramble through one thing just for two, three minutes here at the end. Doogie, are you ready for the cheap podcast open? Oh, I don't know if I'm ready, but do I have a choice? No, you don't. Five filler, filler, filler questions with Darren Doogie Wolfson. We'll close with this. The best buy at Costco is... The $1.50 hot dog. When you and your wife are on date night at Costco... It's the dollar fifty hot dog. It's okay, dollar fifty hot okay. dog because it includes a pop. It does. So for a buck fifty, you get a really good all beef hot dog, and you get the pop. So yeah, for dollar fifty, you can't go wrong. Now that's for Bob in the cornfields. But uh, okay, you're or actually, I'll give you another one. You're actually buying something though. Wh- right, what's a, I'll give you one. I mean that you are buying something there, but something you're taking home. A Best dozen buy. roses. 
You can get a yes. dozen roses at Costco for fourteen ninety nine. I need I need a gal so bad just so I can woo her with those Costco roses. And they have the red roses. They have the pink roses. They have the yellow roses. They have so many options, Ross. Now, I'll tell you where I've made the mistake. Valentine's Day, you walk in there at like 7 o'clock, right? So I typically work a 10 to 6.30 TV shift, right? So I leave, stop at Costco on the way home on like Valentine's Day or maybe it's anniversary day. But Valentine's Day typically, right? It's not like a lot of people have our anniversary of October 24th, right? So typically it's Valentine's Day though, right? Everybody's going to grab roses on Valentine's Day. I've made the mistake of walking into Costco like at 6.50 at night on Valentine's Day. Wiped out? Wiped out. Or just about, right? You got to come up with something they have, you know, who knows what the heck they have, some bouquet of something, but it's not the red roses, right? So I have swung and missed on that. So plan accordingly for the big holidays, specifically Valentine's Day, that you want to get in there early. They open at 10. You want to get in there sometime before probably 2 or 3 o'clock. They're not paying for this, but another great floral department. Virtually every Cub Foods has a really nice floral department. So there's a good Mm -hmm. hot tip for all the gentlemen listening to Minnesota Sports Chat. Doogie, you alluded to your kids having practice canceled tonight. What is the best local ball field your kids have played on? There's some really good ball fields now for kids of all ages. There are fantastic ball fields. If you can't remember the name, just a city's fine. Well, we were in Waite Park over the weekend. The complex in Waite Park, I forget the name of it, but fantastic. Eight fields. There was a big softball tournament going on there this weekend. There were nine-year-old baseball tournaments, AAA, AA. Then a AAA 11-year-old tournament that my son played in. They won, beat Wake Park, beat a couple teams from Cold Spring, went 4-0. It was a great weekend. I thought Wake Park's complex was A+. So that is very fresh in my mind. The one in Coon Rapids, so I don't know where he gets the skill from. Certainly not dad, maybe grandpa, not mom either. But Droogie made all-stars again. So he was a 10-year-old All-Star last year. Nine-year-old All-Stars got wiped out because of COVID. They don't do eight-year-old All-Stars, at least in our district. But he made 10-year-olds last year. He just got invited on to the 11-year-old All-Star team. They will play those games in Coon Rapids. I believe it's the Coon Rapids Andover Little League Association that is hosting, but technically the fields are in Coon Rapids. Forget the exact name, but those are pretty nice. Not a shock because... It was as recently as three years ago, 2019, the Coon Rapids Andover Little League team made it all the way to Williamsport. That's right. They made it to the Little League World Series. So they are in our district. They are really, really good. And don't get me going on things we could do differently to compete at a higher level, (laughs) like practicing earlier, practicing more, not taking 13 kids. And I'm biased, but you know, my son's probably one of the top eight players. So I think he could make a roster of... Nine or ten, I get it. You probably need ten in the event of somebody is sick or somebody suffers an injury. So you can't really roll with nine. You probably need ten. Like my son's tournament team, like over the weekend, that roster, ten players. All-star roster, 13. That is an issue when you're looking at players 10, 11, 12, 13. Specifically players 12 and 13. 13, yeah, the older ones. Yeah, I mean, just it's tough there because they all need to bat. Yep, so there's guaranteed outs there. And they need to play at least a couple innings in the field. And maybe you can hide one kid in the field. Although there's more action in right field now. 
than people realize. Like, right field is incredibly busy. Like, if I had to hide a kid, might put him in left field, hoping that my center fielder can cover some ground. That, yeah, maybe a ball is rifled down the line. Hopefully my left fielder can hustle to it. Hit the cutoff man, the shortstop. Maybe hold the guy to a double instead of a triple. It's hard to hide kids now, though. It really you is. Know, like, right field, you can't hide a kid in right field anymore. I'm just telling you that. Maybe left field, not this right is, field. This is why you need to listen to the scoop pod and when, uh, when Doogie joins Mackie and Judd for hot takes on Little League Baseball. Yep. This is good stuff I'll give here. you one more. Hopkins has a nice setup. It's two blocks off from downtown Hopkins Main Street. And I really like the Hopkins setup. Oh, I think uh, Hopkins in general is a beautiful city. That uh, downtown Hopkins, Hopkins yep. is awesome. Love Hopkins. Now, I will say, in our city, Golden Valley, it's nice. We hosted Kevin Seifert's son's team. Kevin Seifert does a great job covering the NFL for ESPN. Now on the Vikings beat, taking over for Courtney Cronin, who moved on to Chicago. She now covers the Bears for ESPN. So we scrimmaged Kevin Seifert's son's team a couple weeks ago. And I had a couple Minnetonka parents come up to me and say, this is a really cool setup. We really like this. So maybe I take it for granted, just being up there on a daily basis. But a lot of people like our setup in Golden Valley. Isaacson Park. Let's whip through these next three so you can actually get... I would hate if you're late for your TV gig and you tell them I was upstairs recording a soon-to-be award-winning podcast for Minnesota Sports (laughs) Chat and the Score North Taxi Squad. Question number three, when you aren't doing the sports thing, which I find it hard to believe that you wouldn't be, do you enjoy anything not (laughs) sports-related? I I mean, I enjoy Yacht Rock. Seriously. Like, I am married to Yacht Rock Radio. So that would be one, like, Sirius could charge me a million dollars for a subscription. A great day for Yacht Rock Radio, yeah, so, by the way. And I'll pay it, right? So, like, you know, Memorial Day hits, and I can't wait for Sirius to lock in Yacht Rock Radio, but we've got it on. I just ask Alexa. Whenever we pay for Alexa music, like, I just say, Alexa, yeah. give me Yacht Rock Radio. So I am a lover of Yacht Rock. <sighs> I mean... Ross, I'd love to have a girl. I really would. Yeah. I've yet to get the vasectomy, although I don't think my wife <laughs> wants a third child. And you, uh, and you have, that might and, be coming soon. And you have two boys, right? I've got two boys. Yep. And predictably, maybe because of me, who knows, but they love sports. So yeah. it's so consuming. Like the younger son's got basketball tonight. Minnesota yeah. School of Basketball. Unless and, the gym's too he hot, just got done with second grade, that. But he's obsessed with basketball. He's got a football game on Sunday. He plays flag football. Uh, sort of likes baseball, but doesn't like playing the field. It's too boring for him. He needs to hit people. He needs to be moving. So baseball is too slow paced for him. But like, so like this week it's baseball, basketball, football. Like we ran to this new Dick store in Minnetonka the other day. Oh, right? I, I've heard the boys this is, wanted to see the new Dicks. I've heard we this walk is out the, of there with a million things. It's the Taj Mahal of Dick sporting goods. I hear. Oh, it's really, really nice. Yeah, I mean, I think they're trying to catch up to Shields. I really do. Yeah, I mean, if you've been to the Shields in Eden Prairie, I would say the Dicks in Minnetonka is comparable to that. It's really nice. I mean, it's a step above for Dicks, but like that Shields in Eden Prairie is off the charts. So, like, to me, it's about the same. I like trying new restaurants. My wife and I tried a new uh, Italian spot in St. Paul. It's not new overall, but new to us on Selby Avenue a couple weeks ago. Really, really enjoy that, you know, but we just don't get out enough. We just don't, you know. I mean, 
Not that it's hard to find babysitters. And heck, I've got an 11-year-old and 8-year-old. So they can actually stay home alone for short periods. The 11-year-old can stay home for a while. You know, but it's just, it's so tough. Because, like this week, I'm not making this up, Ross. Baseball last night. Baseball tonight, now canceled. But the other son's got basketball. Tomorrow, baseball. Thursday, baseball. Friday, baseball. Saturday, finally. Nothing on Saturday. But it's my younger son's birthday. So we'll make the day all about him. He gets to pick what we do. We'll probably end up going swimming at a community pool. He wants to go to Lion's Tap for dinner. Oh, you know, whatever spot. else we'll end up doing. You know, but that's the Saturday for us. Then Sunday, football game. And Drew's all-star team may want to practice on Sunday, potentially. Then Monday, I don't even have the baseball schedule for next week. That's when the district playoffs start. I don't even have that schedule yet, but it's just nonstop, Ross. You know, and like my son's in-house league didn't have baseball Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but we were in Waite Park where he played for his tourney team. So kudos to him. Like he loves it. He's been going nonstop baseball-wise. It's like the freaking Twins recently had 18 games in 17 days. My son's had baseball 15 consecutive days. Like there hasn't been a break. Not one break. So, but He's, we love it. Like, we know what we sign up for. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's really hard for me to enjoy other stuff when sports is so consuming. I was doing some uh, scoop work of my own. And as you know, I often send you the little scoops, the crumbs that come my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, a scoop that I picked up on uh, your son is not on the playing 66% of the game's plan, unlike somebody else in town. So, kudos to your son for making it to pretty much every game. And we'll leave that shot there and move to question (laughs) number four of five filler questions. Uh, It's funny that you would mention Yacht Rock. Question number four, going back to last week, I was entertaining. I'm not a big country guy at all, but I do love Eric Church. I I think Eric Church is a tremendous fantastic concert. In fact, my buddy Ben. Don't rub it in because I didn't go. He lives in Farmington. He went, and I was texting back and forth. He said it was one of the best concerts he's ever been to. Oh, that's painful. I, I've wanted to see him forever, just haven't went. Was playing the ticket stock market game on Thursday I should have bought because the same tickets on Thursday that I didn't buy for 90 were going for between 250 and $350 on Saturday. And I think we all know what type of money I make. Not enough to support $350 a ticket. Although I would think with your pull in this building, there's free tickets galore under this roof. We don't have a country station. But still... <laughs> You talk to the right person, I guarantee somewhere in this building there were free Eric Church tickets to be had. My poll. I wish that that was true. So question number four, Eric Church is an artist I really want to see. Is there an artist or musical group that you really want to see live that you just haven't? I regret because I think he's now done. I've seen him in person before, but I wanted to see Elton John on this farewell tour. Me too, and I didn't. we blew it. I'm also blaming my wife. We just, we absolutely blew it. Uh, I was giving my wife some grief. She, for the longest time, was a huge New Kids on the Block fan. Well, they're at the X tonight. I'm like, what's going on? Like, you're not going to the X and tonight? And Rick Astley and what I happened? think En Vogue. And she said, they're in the past. She's given up on New Kids on the Block, which I had no idea. Like, I still thought she really loved New Kids on the Block. Elton John would be my answer. I think I've pretty much seen, like, I love Counting Crows, but I've seen them. 
Your wife... There's nobody I'm yearning to see that I haven't seen already. Your wife must be a, an absolute saint, because so far in this pod, we have learned you took a coffee that I got and gave to you and re-gifted it to her. You've also called her unathletic and blamed her for not oh, letting you see word. Elton John. I just suggested that Droogie <laughs> gets his athleticism from, well, it's her side of the family, her dad. <laughs> Right? So I didn't necessarily say she was unathletic. I just said Droogie didn't get the athleticism from her. Uh, so don't get semantics. me too much in trouble, Ross. Semantics. Yeah, but yeah, I've pretty much seen, yeah, maybe I'm spoiled in that regard. Right? Just, you know, you and I used to work across yeah. town. Yep. I've always been Van lucky Clear when it comes Channel to tickets. With all the You're music right. stations they own, we used to stumble into a lot of free tickets. Right? Then a buddy of mine, Jeff, you know, he's a mover and shaker in town. He's always got suites. For different concerts, so I've been in a suite for a Springsteen concert in town, Billy Joel. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been spoiled. You too. Uh, so yeah, there's not. There really isn't. Well, I'm gonna start. Now, if I'm going to Vegas anytime soon, there may be a show out there that I'll be like, yeah, I need to go to that show, even if I've seen the person, or maybe I haven't. You know, but like coming to town anytime real soon. I know Rod Stewart. Yeah, Rod the Bod. Soon, I think that would be a cool show to go to, but like, I'm not yearning to go see Rod Stewart. It'd be cool. Like, if you handed me tickets, I'd be like, yeah, I'm in, but I'm not, you know, desperately seeking tickets for that concert. Question number five, final question for five filler questions, and then we'll get you out of here. Doogie, as always, we've gone way over, so thank you so much for your time. Much appreciated. I know the listeners do. Per the calculator website, yes, there's a calculator website. Allows you to punch in dates and intervals of times, okay? All right. You've now known me for 6,006 days or 16 years, five months, one week, and four days to be exact. Choose your words carefully. Are you a better or worse person for it? (laughs) So am I a better or worse person from 2006 on? 6,006 days is a long time, man. That is a freaking long time, Ross. It's a it's another way I say this yeah. every time you come on the podcast, Doogie, and I love putting this stuff on record. It's another way for me to remind you of just how much I think of you. So thank you for doing this. You are well, you a, got it. You are a great dude that entire well, Chris Long, Joe me, Schmidt. Please don't overrate. You've me. been so good to me for so long. And I just randomly thought, because I know the day I started at the other station across town as an intern. It was the day I started in this business. So you go plug that into this day. And even I had looked at that and went, I mean, you know 16 years is a long time. It really looks long when you see it in individual days. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking of all the life events, all the work events since 06. Well, we know the Twins haven't won a playoff game in no. this time frame. That's crazy. Uh, the Wolves have been to two playoff series. Yeah, yeah at least they have a win. Some championship heartbreak yeah. for the Vikings. Boy, you know what, though? Like you're I'm go- thinking, I'm just, you know, I'm rattling the brain. I mean, your go for football I team never loses bowl in 06, games. Six, but. You know, we weren't super, super serious. Maybe we were a year into dating. Actually, less than a year. Okay. Because we met October of 05. So, like, at that point, I had no idea that she would be my wife. Right? We get married in 09. Lost my dad in 14. So, you think about life and death yeah, over yep. that time. You know, both kids born. One in 11. One in 14. Just so much stuff. How long have Multiple you dogs, been you know, in the we Hubbard rescue dogs. Building. I didn't know that about you. We do. 
Oh, yeah. good for so, you. Yeah, Scooby's our guy right now. Yeah, second hound hound. Yeah. Oh, that's good for me to know when I'm in the dog yeah. market. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I'm i a big dog guy. I've had dogs forever. And yeah, whether it was Humane Society or now, most recently, secondhand hounds. Okay. But yeah, big on, big on dogs. In fact, we're watching our neighbor's golden retriever this weekend. She's a beaut. She is really? fantastic. Yeah, Good. I love Bailey. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. How long have you been uh, in the Hubbard building? When did you I've start here? I've been in the here? Hubbard building. Well, I was here either late 96 or early 97 until 01-ish. That was a stretch I was here. Okay. Then came back January of 2010. Okay. So yeah, yeah came back January of 2010, so been back for now 12 plus years. Just signed another new contract. Oh, good deal. Is that a scoop? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> Sources tell Ross Brendel, Darren Doogie Wolfson re-ups, two-year deal. I want to KSTP. point out there was a gentleman on the old Twitter machine, or he maybe came on one of the score pods that you were on via YouTube, and he's absolutely right. You not naming your dog Scoopy is one of just the biggest missed opportunities of all I time. But I know the kid's name the dog, call right? Him. Well, no. He came to us. He was... He was given that moniker by his rescue family. And, you know, once you go visit Scooby, like, how are you going to change that name? No, and then I mean, they I know call it. call Scooby and he'd still come, right? <laughs> like, he hears the sk, right? And he's going to come, right? So I guess I could just call him for my own personal entertainment. Come here, Scooby. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's Scooby. We couldn't change that name. Uh, Doogie, you're way over on time, so yeah, get, out, yeah, get yeah. out of here and Perfect. I'll ramble. Also, remind me that I need to tell you a story the next time I see you in the hallway. Just Perfect. say, tell me a story, is and it I'll remember. Is a clean story it. or a dirty story? It's actually very clean, and you'll oh, appreciate shoot. it. Well, can you find me a dirty story too? Uh, I got a dirty story for you too. All right, and see you, do, Ross. do some scooping for me because I'm going to Winnipeg in a few months, so I need to know all about the blue bombers. All right. Well, how about this? You need a passport. I do. <laughs> all right. Or enhanced ID, which I got. We're yeah, good to or, go. Yeah, one we're or the good other. to go. You need some sort of different yeah. identification to get into Canada. Now get out of here. I'll wrap right, up this spot. That is Darren Doogie Wolfson from Channel Five KSTP. You can get that Scoop podcast wherever you get your pods or download that free Score North mobile app. That'll do it for this edition of Minnesota Sports Chat. Thank you for listening. If you're listening in the Minnesota Sports Chat feed, I encourage you to rate and review. If you're listening in the Score North Taxi Squad feed, great. Thank you. Hope you like what you hear. And if you want, please uh, find this pod in the Minnesota Sports Chat feed and rate, review, subscribe, download. All that great stuff. Guests like Darren Doogie Wolfson and many others join this podcast each and every week. I'm Ross Brendel saying thank you so much for listening. We will talk again real soon.